Starbanes Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network. Hello! And welcome to... Two! Stinky! Ugh, nerds! God, Nicole won't stop farting. It's disgusting in here. I swear to God, listen to you guys. If you're not live on our Patreon, you're missing out on hot content, which is Nicole farting, me complaining, and us going, how does this work? It's really just and we And we're only starting 30 minutes late today. Yeah, wow. We are really on a roll. Uh, She has the most disgusting farts. And a little behind the scenes, we usually record with patrons live in the audience, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. If you want to be part of that, we, we binge a little. We do a few episodes and... I have threatened Nicole. This won't matter to you guys because they still come out separate. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if she continues to fart, I will, in protest, walk away and make everyone wait for Ant Man. I mean, we can do we can do Ant Man tomorrow. You want to do? I'll, I'll... I can't. I have to drive to Las Vegas to see my family. Oh. My whole family. My twin aunts are turning sixty. I guess we could do Ant Man on Monday then. I can't. I have a thing. Are you <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm driving back from Vegas. Uh, I just think I'll be shitty. Why am I driving? This is so stupid. We don't have time to go into it because we want to get into the fucking the juice of things. But just so you guys know, this is where we're at. And we're going to be talking about the fucking incredible Infinity Wars. You guys know it. You love it. This is when shit really gets crazy. Uh, I mean, fuck, I I guess we'll just dive. We're just going to we're just going to go. Yeah, let's get into it. You know, if we were, if this was an actually like famous podcast, this would end up in a thing where like, were these hosts on drugs or something? Because we're we're like so out of it. People would love it though. Would they? Yeah, I feel like they would. I love your confidence. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're pretty lovable. I think so too. But not how it doesn't smell very lovable. Right <laughs> I mean, we'll get it back. We'll get, we'll do better next time. <laughs> For right now, it's actually making me laugh a lot. It's making me want to cry. I'm so tired. You know when you're so tired Is this that like really nothing. Making you want to cry? Yes, I'm just so tired. It has nothing to do with the quality or the anything. It's just you know when you're like so tired. Oh, yeah, you just want to cry. That nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes- you could literally be in front of your favorite band and you're just like. <laughs> I mean, do you want to just make this a run our mouths and then we'll do episodes? We'll record episodes next week. What do you guys? Okay, wait. People in the chat, are we as bad as I feel like we're not bad? Is it as kooky and weird and like not cohesive as yeah, I be feel? Honest with us. Be honest. I we could hate. We could. We could say fuck this. Record later and chat with you guys for a little while, and then or and maybe do a. Why uh, is JMS wearing a bowling shirt? Well, you guys, she found it in the trunk of my car. Oh, like you're not wearing a bowling shirt, Eric. You probably yeah. have a Saturday morning cartoon on your shirt right now. The second Eric puts on a shirt, it becomes a bowling shirt. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, but it sounds funny. It sounds, it does sound like You know like how a, there's sometimes you say things like just as a comedian and you're like literally no idea what that means. But structurally but somewhere, it sounds like a joke. But somewhere in your heart, you're like, that feels really funny. <laughs> Shirtless because I'm not on camera. Wow. You are doing OnlyFans backwards. Eric. I'm here for about an hour, then bed. I'm running on four hours of sleep. God damn it. Us Who two. said that? John. Eric? John. John's out there feeding. From the top? Feed, <laughs> Maybe we should. I'm serious. Is that that's deranged? We've now we're ten minutes into an episode of me just going. I don't know how this is going, and you farting. <laughs> My stomach is absolutely killing me, and I cannot stop farting. And I just looked over at Jess, and her eyes are totally glassy and glossed over. And I don't know if that's just from the fact that she's so tired. Or is she allergic to my farts through her eyes? It actually, with the amount of things I'm fucking allergic to, it wouldn't surprise me. There's and now, so much okay, this heart. is like one of those psychosomatic things where someone else says it's cold, and then all of a sudden you're cold, even though you weren't. But now it feels like my eyes are burning. <laughs> this is why you guys subscribe. This is the good stuff. Now, I wait. also love that Andre's like, this is pretty much par for the course. This is how you guys always are. Wait a minute, really quick, guys. Were you? Did anybody ring in about? Is this? funny at all two farty nerds <laughs> no one said it was funny but they did go this is pretty much run of the mill <laughs> same old same filthy let's just oh, do let's just do a running our filthy let's mouth. just run our mouths let's just say fuck it okay. we're gonna run our mouths um, 
I really want to run my mouth about Britney Spears. Is that okay? Do you feel for Britney? I feel for Britney, I guess. I, um, hit me, maybe. <laughs> what order? Let's, do we do an intro? Do we start it fresh? What are we doing? Do you think Britney was getting hit? And she's like, just hit me, baby. Just one more, one time. more time. She's just like, knock me out. Yeah. I don't want to be a pop star. Early on, she was letting us know. Um, I just think it's interesting that like, everybody's so hell bent on like free Britney. And it's like, relative to women who are actual prisoners, not in a prison, but like prisoners in their lives. I'm like, she's doing pretty good. <laughs> okay, you just neglect, not real prisoners, but other women who and are I prisoners. Mean, I mean prisoners. Prisoners of their own decision. I don't mean like decision. a prisoner in prison. Yeah, I mean but like, should somebody not be given what they're owed? I completely because- agree that she is due what she is owed. That's like when people go she's like, Jennifer owed- Lawrence doesn't need to get more money. She makes right. enough. She, she, Brittany should have everything she has more. But the way people are reacting, it's like there aren't atrocities to uh, women happening in the world all over the place. I think more it's actually the opposite. Also, fuck you, Andre, in the chat going, I think Britney's better off than you two right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she's she got is. money. She's got a mansion in Malibu. Yeah, she gets to fuck a model but and also, be a prisoner. I think How many prisoners in this world get to fuck models as part of their prisonership? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> that one model, remember the hot model who like got famous, but he was like a oh criminal? yeah, he looks like he looks like the the blue eyed guy from uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, yeah. Jesse Williams. Here's why I think it's important. It's because like because she's so famous and successful and an icon. It's like oh, not even this woman can get treated correctly. Yeah, and you're like, well, if a famous woman can't, we're yeah, fucked. yeah we're fucked completely. It's like she's. I don't want to say it, but I will. She's white OJ in a different way. <laughs> Take that out of context, internet. <laughs> Did she murder anyone? No. By the way, I but pray. <laughs> I pray that the internet takes something out of context for us. <laughs> is that is that sad that that's what I'm hoping for? It's just to be canceled and then ride to glory on that. Yeah. I mean, the other day I was getting my fucking eight millionth mammogram and I was sitting there like they, they brought me back to have a second mammogram in, in a week. On Monday. Why? Because they found another lump. They found another lump. After they said oh, I no. was clear, my uh, another radiologist looked at it. You have lumps it. in your tits? You want to talk about Britney Spears? Um. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, oh, I have breast cancer. And while I'm sitting in the waiting room to get my but you second mammogram, no, it's a, it's another lump, but they mm-hmm. think it's benign. Um. So they're watching it for another six months. It's almost worse. It's like, uh, oh, I just have a lump. So I just have lumpy titties. I have dense lumpy titties is what they said. Um. But Good for me, I was bags. just like. <laughs> Fun lumps. Fumps. Um, my thumbs, my thumbs, my, my thumbs. <laughs> oh, we're not well. But I was like, at one point I was like, I mean, cancer would be something to do. Jokes. <laughs> Remember the joke I made the other week about, I think I'd make a really good cancer patient. Like it'd be a lot of fun. You would be terrible. Oh, I think of anything yeah. worse than oh, you having more really ailments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, I, I said you, that you on Twitter back. and I stand by it. I think her tweet back to me got more likes than my tweet. <laughs> Yeah, ratioed, like, bitch. Everyone was like, uh, yeah, Nicole, you're a Yeah, nightmare. they're like, yeah, we've seen your Instagram stories when you get the sniffles. We don't want you to have cancer. They were like 40 stories about like, still in bed. Oh, I I could really use some soup. Is anyone out there near a soup? What does that even mean? <laughs> if anyone is near a trough of soup and could scoop some soup, I could use a soup scoop. I haven't pooped. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally peeing. I think in my they pants. can. Can you guys see the no, pee? No, it cuts off at my pee crotch. But there's pee in there. I just peed in my pants. Just observe. Be grateful that you can write a. It is a privilege to be able to write ob- observational material. You don't need more tragedies for material. You don't need more tragic material, Nicole. You need good stuff. Yeah. Um. You got. Do enough. you think this is something I want to talk about? Do you think when you're in kind of like a sad, dark? Uh, emo-ish place, you are funnier? Mm, I don't think it's being in the sad, dark, emo-ish place that makes me funnier. But I do think there is a place within, and it it, it, it happens in other moods, but for me, within emo and sadness, where I just don't care if anything goes well. Yeah. And that makes me funnier. Yeah. I, I'm so sad and giving of no fucks that yet 
I let go of the nerves. If I end up getting on stage, I don't have the nerves of how's this going to go? What's going to happen? I just am like, I don't give a shit. I want you to know that as someone who has watched you probably more than anyone in this world. So sorry. Like, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, I was like, I've watched enough. I've watched every time, even when I listen to your special, uh, like the audio of it, I'm like, well, I mean, that's what listening to a special would be. Um, Every time I listen to it, I'm like, I will laugh every single fucking time. Like the the pedophile interceptor. <laughs> like as you're saying, oh, it, were you at the store? You were, you were there last night. Yeah, the, they did the record release, uh-huh. and I started riffing because they had balloons on stage. Mm-hmm. So I like started carrying the balloons oh, around. Ah, oh, it was so fun. Did you do inter- pedophile interceptor yeah, yeah. with the balloons? Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> you should add that to your. I think I'm gonna take a clip of it because yeah. I, you, no, you I, recorded, I recorded it? it. You're really good at recording. I'm, I'm trying to, I go through waves. Yeah, I'm terrible. But I'm, I have committed. Do you use your iPhone or a camera? I, do, I use my iPhone and I'm now like committing myself to putting out reels regularly. Yeah. Because I've seen how it helps other people's audiences grow. Yeah. Like it actually works. So I'm like, okay, if what Does I. Does it actually work? If what I want to do is stand up. I mean, I've been getting more followers steadily. Like not like a in hordes, yeah. but I think reels get into the algorithm better than anything yeah. else. True. And if what I care about, because you know, there's, People like you want to act, you want to do all these extra other things, mm-hmm. which is great. But I really, when I think about it, only care about stand up. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, then what do I need to do to build that? Yeah. So I'm trying to learn. It doesn't matter. This isn't about that. The point was, um, the you point were is, saying how point, funny I am. Um, yeah, let me go back to how funny you <laughs> oh, are. A sadness. Uh, like a being, sadness. Like, like what, so when I watch you do comedy, which is a lot, <laughs> I, so sorry. I, Every time I see you on stage, it seems as if you don't give a fuck what anyone in the crowd thinks. That you are I just... I mostly don't. You are just fucking balls to the wall. By the way, I, the expression balls to the wall is so much fun, um, but also makes no sense. Like, if you're going hardcore and your balls are on the wall, you're on the wall. Where are you going? There's yeah. nowhere balls to go. Balls to the wall. Unless you have, like, a really long balls. Like, are you Shafir balls? Yeah, and they're just, like, flipping back. Yeah. Like to the window. Like, like you're, you take off to running and your balls like fly back. The momentum back makes the them wall. fly back. Maybe yeah. that's what it means. Maybe. It's just I don't know. Long ball momentum. <laughs> but like, there have been times where like, I think I'm too, I've been like too sad for it to work. I don't know. You know what though is like, something clicked for me a few years ago with not giving a fuck. And it, it didn't come from me going, I'm going to choose to not give a fuck. Yeah. I really think, and this is so fucking corny and people are going to roll their eyes hearing this, but I, I have really worked hard and continue to try to work hard. And it's not, it's very much up and down and I, I'm, I'm better than I, I am sometimes. And sometimes I, I slip back into old like self-hating patterns, but I've really worked on like self-love, which I fucking hate saying that sentence. Self-love. But like when I started comedy, it's because I needed love from someone else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to get on. I'm craving attention. I need love. I need someone to notice me. Mm-hmm. I don't need that anymore. Yeah. I do comedy because I love giving out energy and like feeling connected. Making now. people laugh. Yeah. And I think when you get to the point that you you can go, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what I'm fucking trying to say. But I think letting go of, I need it. I need for everyone in here to love me. I think it turns from me, for me, from need to want. Like, it used to be that I needed it. Now it's just, I want it. It feels good. Yeah. And if I don't get it, I'm not going to, like, have a fucking mental breakdown. Maybe I will. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, the thing is, is like, no, I don't think you need to, I don't think anyone needs to be sad to be funny. That's a lie we tell ourselves. I don't think I need to be sad to be funny. I think that there was a time I thought that. And then I realized, no, I think I just get my rocks off on getting, it's like, I'm addicted to feeling sad. I thought it was, and I think this is not unique for me. People attach their emotions to their identity. (laughs) You farted again, you fucking bitch. I'm opening up to you and all you're doing is opening up a can of asshole. I didn't forget you're here in the chat, Eric. So sorry. You can be in our chat hassling us like Eric. <laughs> Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. I'm um, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm honestly at this point, I think that 
the scent of your farts have shrouded my nose so much. I've gone blind or you've now passed me COVID through your asshole. I don't know what's going on. Can you hand me that candle so I can just sniff it? I just want to make sure I can still smell. I'm now smelling. I'm trying to huff. I'm not kidding. It's like there's two. It's like a it's like a thick fart. Andre, one of our patrons in the chat said we need a fart counter on screen. Frankly, I don't know if they make a counter that goes this high. You know what I think is happening? This is actually kind of cool from a biological standpoint, if you think about it. I think my body is sewing itself shut to protect me from your farts. I think that my body is like realizing that whatever's coming out of grass is toxic. Your, your, your body's creating a hermetic seal. Yes. I'm going, I, I erupt in my own amniotic sac forms around me. <laughs> but I think you need to move sad. <laughs> farts are not bad until the dealer gets watery eyes in which case run um she's literally crying i mean oh fuck do you think there's something to being sad and being your most funny or being emo do what like, what do you have a mood uh, that you think you your sets go better when you when happen I'm to in, be in the when mood? i'm in a good mood i think my sets go well when i'm like happy and like having a good time so like once a year not that often <laughs> Not that often at all. Um, well, see, that's funny because people go like, oh, comedy comes from being depressed and tortured. And it's like, no. I mean, the, the, like, the original ideas, fun. the original ideas come from it. Like I just tweeted today or yesterday or someday about you don't need to suffer in silence, but like at least give it a try. That's so funny. Do you know my depression bit where I go, uh, I, I do the, like, I think the opposite of, it's like the opposite of joke of that. Don't suffer in silence. I was Let like, us all suffer. No, I'm like, don't don't suffer in silence. Do what I do. Speak up. Make everybody around you suffer yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I love um, I, I love it. But mine was like, but mine could was you like, try? but like, just try. Like, listen, you don't. I don't. I'm not saying as far as like mental health because this well, no, came because during mental health. It was mental health awareness day, week, whatever the other day, and everybody was like, say something. You don't need to suffer alone. And I'm like, Did you don't you? need to. But like, but then, we also don't need to do a thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. First of all, not every feeling you're going through needs its own post. I mean, boy, is like, that's something I had to learn. I was a big, there's pros and cons to this. I was a big, let me let my feelings out on a long Facebook poster mm-hmm. for a few years. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's been my Facebook friend, you know that. You saw it. Yeah. Some of you probably silently judged I probably it. saw them and was like, she's going off. And then I go, and now I'm signing off. Yeah. And then I stopped for a while. And now I don't get as many views. Facebook loves for you to go on. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. That's not Facebook what Facebook wants you to have a rant and they, Facebook wants you to be sad. Oh, yeah. This is what I do. Anytime I try to have to promote something now, I go, I don't want to live anymore. Come to my show. And it like gets it in the algorithm. Facebook is like, she needs this. She needs love. And it, I swear to God, it helps it get in the algorithm better. Or if, I wonder if I went like, I'm so fucking pissed. That I have to do an amazing show. Yeah. Come on out and see me. It's like the algorithm. I don't know. Once. Heavy emotions, but I had to learn. That. That's something I like figured out that I was like, oh, I don't have to like share this with the internet yeah. all the time. And I think everybody should note that good or bad feelings, like everything that happens to you, you don't have to share it. You can just have the best meal of your life and never tell anyone. Like you can have the best day at work and like just tell your closest friends. You don't need to sign on to the internet. Yeah. Like everything doesn't need to be public domain. But what makes the things you put on it, the internet worthy of posting? Oh, I'm not, not even saying that something, something can be worthy or not, but We're like, you don't, addicted. Need to do, you don't need to do everything. Like there are some people who share every, I know. And it's like, God damn thing. By the way, just if you're sharing your journey about mental health and it's going to help someone, that's good. But like you going, this is what I'm going through just to the internet. That's not healthy. Yeah. Like, yeah, did you reach out to a real person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are posting about your mental state on the internet and doing absolutely nothing about it, IRL. You are not helping yourself. You're not helping yourself. You're also, I don't even think you genuinely want help. I think you just want to cry for help. No, but there, that's a thing is that people, I mean, it's literally in that song by that band that like. I'm sorry, what, what song? Called. What band? Gautier. Remember the Gautier song? You remind me of somebody that I used to know. Yeah. There's a line that goes, have I said this before? Let me know in the chat. Um, You can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Oh, yeah. People get, it's like, if you're not doing proper mental health, like work, and I mean this in the way that like 
when you're supposed to work out your body to stay in shape, you're supposed to do that with your health, like your mental and emotional state Mm -hmm. as well. Like people think that how they feel is who they are. And that is not true. Yeah. Feelings are not who you are. They're like things that pass through you. But people who are in like depression or like deep in these emotions, they start to attach. And then you can end up doing things to like validate that feeling or keep you in that feeling. Because even if it sucks, you're familiar with it. Yeah. I, I once tweeted and it's it was the truth. I am in a codependent relationship with my depression. I literally have for a lot of my life had no idea who I was if I wasn't depressed. Yeah. Like I just when I'm happy, it was one of those things where I was like, this is so weird. And like recently, it's been a lot of making the choice every single day to be happy. You can't just make that choice once making being happy is a choice and it's not a choice you make one time. You got to re up on that choice couple times a day. Yeah, no, because no emotion is permanent. So even like if you get like a excitement from a circumstance, that's good, but it's going to fade. So you have to be active yeah. in the choice. I, I totally yeah. agree. And I was very similar that like I identified so much as a depressed person that never was I happy. It was like, oh, this must be some sort of manic episode yeah. because I don't want to sob into a pillow. Like, yeah. It's like, no, I you just feel mentally, good. I must be mentally unwell because I'm not. Because I'm dumps. happy. And it's like, what? It's one of those things where it's like, I'll hear certain comics kind of like attach themselves to this, like uh, a, a self-deprecating one-liner constantly where it's like, I don't know why I'm single. And I mean, I, I'll tell you who I'm talking about specifically at some point. But it's like, if you keep harping on, um, I'm single and unlovable um, for a bit, like you're eventually just going to be single and unlovable. Yeah, you could be because you're reaffirming that to yourself. And also that's what you're putting out literally to the world in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Is going like, I'm single and I'm unlovable. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know why no one loves me. I don't know why I can't get a man. Well, you keep saying you can't get a man. What's well, also like this thing of like, so many people look at relationships as like a check, check mark proprietary. Like nobody owes you a relationship. No. Just fucking love yourself. And then. And also like, I mean, I'm someone who's perpetually single. You're someone who's perpetually in a relationship. And I don't think either way to be is like the right way or the wrong way. It's different for every person. Yeah, it's different for every person. And it's just like embrace what you where you're at. Like if you're just someone who's like, yeah, I'm just a constantly single person. Like, do I want to be? I don't. I don't not want to be. I mean, well, because well, because people go like, I just really want a boyfriend. It's like. Well, what do you want in a boyfriend? Yeah, like, what do you really you want? You just want a body there? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what? If you want a partner, what are you wanting from that partner? Because yeah. you don't even know what the fuck you're looking for. You just want to check off a box? Do you also think, like, a lot of that is, like, you just wanting to feel a certain way, which is less lonely? Like, it's not even like you, it's not like you, like, are like, I want a relationship and connection and companionship. It's more of, like, I just don't want to feel the way I'm feeling right now. I think some people, that is the case. Yeah. And I think, like... I think there was a time where I got into relationships out of like, I don't want to think about. It was like a distraction from yeah. myself. What's the longest you've been single? Is that even something you can like pinpoint? Yeah, I was single before Andy for like two years. Were you? Yeah. 2017, year and a half, two years. And then um, and then you met Andy. Yeah. And I'm trying to think before that, I was single for like... You mean you saw people on and off in that period of time, but you yeah, didn't have like a but significant, it wasn't like a, yeah. Uh, yeah, a relationship. And also not in that entire period of time. There's plenty of time within that that I was actively not seeing anyone. Yeah. Uh, that's when I did like a lot of my deepest, I don't want to say it's like the best work that I've done on myself, but like some of the hardest, like getting real, getting deep work I've yeah. done was between my last relationship and Andy. Yeah. Because I was like, I got to fix me and yeah. I got to stop avoiding that. It was like, because the breakup I went through shattered me in a way that like this, that it, it was like, this is not about this breakup. Do you feel like right now, like you're with someone, you're in a relationship. Do you feel like it's not as easy to work on yourself when you're in a relationship with someone? Like you just said, like in between, you know, those relationships and Andy is a time when you were able to do like all this yeah, really, really impactful work it, on and yourself. It, it, because, and there's, it's not because having a partner, he's like, you're not allowed to work on yourself. It's another thing. Yeah. It's another thing to work on because you have to work at a relationship. Yeah. Love is a verb. Yeah. 
Like it's a thing you have to actively do. be doing. Uh-huh. It's not just you like this person's around and they're here in their mind. And that's how it like it's not like, okay, I don't have to work anymore. They're yeah. my they're my partner. And I think that's what a lot of people end up doing. It's going like, yeah. well, I got them. So Well, it's the whole idea of you you lock someone down. Yeah. And then it's like, no, you have to actively like keep them wanting to be with you. And you have to like be a partner. So yeah, because it's like all of a sudden you now have to take someone. I mean, like you have to take someone else's feelings into account with your decisions. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't want to do that. And so they don't get into relationships. And I think that's better than the people who don't want to do that, but then also want to be in a relationship. And it's like, no, you don't fucking have your cake and eat it too bullshit. You don't get to be like, I want a partner, but also I don't ever want to have to consider what else, what someone else wants to do. What does for you in a relationship with Andy now, what does like self-help and working on yourself look like with a partner in your life? I go to therapy every week. I uh, am constantly work, like actively working to keep myself accountable for my physical health. Uh, I'm trying to regularly, and this is stuff that like I also try to do I just think I get better at it without a partner because it's just, I'm ADHD. Like the more things you put on my plate, the more overwhelmed I'm yeah. going to be. Is uh, that something you talk about a lot with your therapist is your ADHD and like your your workaholism? Yeah, I talk about that a lot. I talk, yeah, I talk about, because it's a nightmare for me and it's not a picnic for a partner. Yeah. And like someone who's not ADHD and is not familiar with it or hasn't been around someone who has it, it's like, it's work for them. Yeah. Like, they don't have to, like, do anything extra, but they have to understand that, like, your brain works different. And it's very hard. That's like, we all have this egocentric brain, and it's built, we're all built that way, to, like, think that, well, whatever I'm thinking, this is how my brain works like this. Wouldn't this yeah, be somebody our else's must- You have to learn, you have to figure out, like, oh, fuck. It, you know, and a lot of us learn it at different ages. Some of us figured out when we're younger, but, like, some people just go, like, why, why, what? They just think everyone's brain works like theirs. So if someone assumes your brain is working like theirs, but you behave like an ADHD person, it comes off different than what it is. Yeah. Like it comes off as like laziness or carelessness. And it's yeah. like, no, my brain is firing off at completely different places. How does your therapist... God, this has turned into a very... Yeah, what are we doing? I don't know. If you guys are ready to kill yourself, let us know. <laughs> Because we're not going to help you. You yeah. should go to a therapist. Let her help you. Or yeah, betterhelp.com slash JMS. Um, uh, do you, what are some things your therapist has helped you or what tools has your therapist given you to help you with ADHD? You know what? First of all, a con- uh, something that she, hel- she helped me with, finding a way to have a productive conversation about my ADHD. Mm-hmm. Because Andy didn't always used to be, he's like kind of OCD with like tidying things up and, in a way that he wasn't always before we lived together. But like living with a roommate who's very, very tidy, it's sort of like, it's, and being going through a pandemic, probably it's like something, who knows what triggers OCD for different people, but it's like Mm -hmm. a control thing and like Mm -hmm. everything has its place and it gives them anxiety if it's out of place. Oh my God, you went from living with me to living with Andy. Yeah, which is a nightmare for both of you. Like, Oh, it didn't bother me that much. But. I really didn't. Not at all. No, I can say that honestly with my whole heart. I mean, would I be like, wow, that was great. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll live with someone who's not as tidy as me. And it's not something I'd be like that, more of that. But it absolutely unequivocally did not bother me. Well, I'm very like, I'm, I'm, when it comes to someone I love, like I'm willing to like, not necessarily put up with a lot, but I am very willing to see, like, I know you have 80. I know you are not doing it because you're sitting there trying to forget to put something away. I and I know that with my whole heart. So I'm just like, all right, she didn't put it away. She, she's not it's not like she well, was sitting and same there being thing like if you like came in and just like started, started cleaning. cleaning shit up. I just go, this is what she likes. Yeah. But I had to because like I have so much shame around my ADHD because of the way I have been treated for it, both as an adult, but more specifically like as a child by my parents, by my mother. Uh that my therapist, my therapist at the age I am at now, had to go, there's nothing inherently wrong with you leaving your mail on the table. Mm-hmm. There's, there is nothing morally. There's nothing wrong with it. In any shape, for, in so any the, shape just basically to help me with the conversation of like, he's on one extreme, I'm on the other. 
and and being able to go in this conversation going like, I know what I do is different. I'm not wrong. And you are also not wrong. And you are not right. And I'm not right. We're, we're both. We're just different. And we need different. to learn how to adjust and meet in the middle. But she also gave me the confidence to go, your way is not the middle. Yeah. The middle does not mean I do what you want to do. That is not the middle. And the middle isn't you do what and I want. And I will do, and it's not doing what I would do. And I will do my best. But you need to know that the middle is the middle. And I'm never going to, I'm very likely never going to be able to operate in the same systems as you. Mm-hmm. And I can start, I'm learning new systems and learning how to work in a way that will keep your brain happy as well uh-huh. as that mine is. But like, that is, it's like so much of the work I've done with my therapist, but also even in doing like my silent meditation or just like working on myself in the sense of just, I guess it is meditation where I just sit and think and get into like deep exploration about why I feel the way I do and why I think what I, I just never thought of it as meditation, but like so much of it comes down to acceptance. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like people just go, that's just the way I am. And then they do nothing, nothing to even try nothing to, to even shift Fuck at all. you. But going like a, a huge part of me learning to like be better with my ADHD mm-hmm. and I'm still working on it is like accepting like, you know, you're not going to wake up and not have it. You have it. You don't get to go. Well, I'll just if I focus hard enough, I will just go. It's not going away. You have this. You have to operate differently than some yeah. people. You don't get to. You're never going to be a Pinterest perfect housewife. Mm-hmm who meal preps and cleans mm-hmm. and everything's ready. You're yeah. just, you're, your brain doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. So figure out what your brain can do well and learn to utilize that. Yeah. And then the things it can't do well, if you have the ability to, you know, like how you, get, figure the, out a you, new system. How you get the the meal prep, the mega, mega whatever meals. Yes. And it's like, to me, when I think of like luxuries, as I like strive to make more income, those will be, that's how I will utilize my money before it's spending on really nice things. It's like, how can I make things more convenient mm-hmm. because my brain is like scattered? Yeah. But also her even saying things like having like a a chore list, which mm-hmm. is not something I thought of like as an, I feel like that's like a family household thing because it's like, I will not sweep regularly, but it's not because I'm like, I don't give a fuck. It's, I don't notice like what Andy or even you would go, oh, it's a mess in here. Mm-hmm. It has to be a much bigger mess for me to even realize there's a mess. Yeah. And it's not me going, who cares? It's a little dirt. It's literally just like does not does register not to my brain. Because yeah. I'm just like. Bleh, 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 bleh. So going, okay, instead of waiting for me to notice, going, I'm not going to notice. So X amount of days a week, I'll do this. Yeah. And X amount, I'll do this. So you made a chore list? I love yeah. this. It's great. And so. It's like, it's little stuff like that. Stuff that most of what has come that's been most helpful for therapy, therapy has been one of those things. It's like, ha, how did I not think of that? And it's nothing mind blowing. Yeah. It's not magic. Yeah, it's never, it's, I, that's one of the things I, I think about, about a good therapist is they will open your eyes to something that was right in front of them that you were like, oh, you didn't just reinvent the wheel. You just opened my eyes and was like, hey, there's a wheel in front of you. Yeah, and sometimes you just need the reminder of like, oh yeah, the wheel. What like, a what a useful tool. Like I'll be talking to my therapist sometimes and then I realize like, oh, I haven't been doing my my gratitude list. Yeah. And I do feel better when I'm doing it. every day when I if I write, you know, three to five things I'm grateful mm-hmm. for. And then when I stop doing or like if I am meditating, I don't go, this meditation's making me feel so good. It's when I stop, I go, Oh, you know what? I was feeling better when I yeah. was doing that. It's so funny. Like, as soon as we're done doing this, I'm probably going to go for a walk. And one of the things I like to do when I walk is be like, even though I live in a trash dump of a neighborhood, um, I like to be like, oh, it feels good outside right now. I like to just say the things I like about the walk. Like, oh, it feels good walking. My legs feel good right now. This makes my, you know, my feet feel good right now. Everything just, you know, I I try to like- Super aware. I try, yeah, just being very super aware of like my body while I'm walking and I feel like every time I do that and I come back from a walk, I'm like, oh, I feel good. I feel I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm necessarily like I'm flying high, but I'm like, oh, my brain just feels calm and good and okay. Yeah. It's nice. I try to do that too. And especially like with my rheumatoid arthritis has been weighing on me a lot more because I've been having like more fatigue and more pain. And I don't think it's visibly noticeable to anyone else. 
but I can see the difference in my hands. It could be in my mind, but I think that my neck is disappearing. Like, I don't think I always didn't have a neck. And now I feel like a person who doesn't have a neck. You have a neck. Thank you. So let me see your hands. They don't look that bad. They look the same. It's uh, it's these. And I don't even know if I would notice, but like this didn't used to, I have a tattoo, which is not the purpose of why I got this tattoo, but it didn't mm-hmm. used to like show when I did this. It was like on the side, but it wasn't like on top. Yeah. So that's just a whole clusterfuck mind thing of like, boy, the dark places your brain can go. Yeah. So sometimes on a walk, I don't like that I have to go, how great is it that I can still, my legs still carry me. Yeah. And they still work. But like that is a thing that I do. Someone someone said to me the other day, I was like, my the feature that I hate most on my body are my legs. Like I don't like my like my physical legs. Like I like that I have long legs. That's great. But I like I look at my legs and like I don't physically like the 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 topography of my legs, if you will. And someone goes, You should they're like, you have great long legs and they're strong and they help you get places. Like they take you all over the, the world. world. And she was like, appreciate that. Just yeah. appreciate that. And I was like, yeah, I guess like, and then I was walking later on and I was like, oh, look at my legs go. Like yeah. they're just, they're I'm just trying to getting get, me around. I'm trying to get like corny level. Like, thank you, body. Thank you for, thank you, Tommy, for turning yeah. my, that food into nutrients that yeah. keep me energized or put me in a fucking Wait, bed. did you see that thing I posted yesterday? It was, uh, your, your, your body is listening to your thoughts. No. Hold on. It was really fucking good. I saw it on, I posted, I think I posted it on, in my stories. I love how I'm like, did you see my stories? Like we all watch every single fucking story. I rarely watch any stories. Um, And it's because if I start, I get sucked in. So I just don't even um, start. And then sometimes I wonder if people are like, no, nobody notices. Every cell in your body is eavesdropping on your thoughts. It's real. It's fucking real. It really is. And I think, when I, I, so I, on Monday, I also went to the gastro for my stomach for my, so Monday was a horrible day for me. And then somebody in the comedy community died who I wasn't even close with, but okay, like, it was well. still, it was just a sad thing. But, um, uh, my stomach, the doctor was like going through all the things I gave him. He went through like my stomach history and my digestive history for like 45 minutes. And then he was like, honestly, the, the medication I'm going to prescribe you, he's like, isn't covered by insurance. It's a thousand dollars. Huh? He's like, you have to take it for three weeks. He's like, it completely resets the bacteria in your entire digestive system. Like it changes your biome? Com- it gets it completely, it to- yeah. It, 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 it gets rid of a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, it's $1,000. He's like, it's a course of three weeks. And he's like, and then you do it once every six months. Why so, isn't it covered by insurance? I don't know. Um, so I have to start fighting with insurance now to get them to cover it. So there's that. It's and then he was also probably. like, he's like, we, I, cause I was like, you know, I did a food allergy test and he's like, he's like, it's, it's not, it doesn't matter what you ate. He's like, your, your issues with your stomach. He's like, you have IBS. He's like, and it, IBS is a deeply psychological thing. He's like, it's all in your he's, head. It's, he's like, <laughs> it's really, it's not even like an all, he's like, your head is connected to your gut. Yeah. And the, what you're doing in your head is fucking with your gut. Well, I mean, I've said that about like my rheumatoid arthritis for years and I don't know. And I mean, that probably has fueled the, I'm sure there is some connection to why I have actually worked on myself or attempted to versus just going like, I'm going to work on myself is because deep down I'm like, maybe I'll have a miraculous whatever. But I think my arthritis stems from emotional suppression and like sucking it up and just getting through a bunch of traumas Mm -hmm. and like being like, I'm fine. I mean, I've tried to make jokes about, I probably will, keep trying to make this joke, but it hasn't worked. But I'm like, I think most autoimmune diseases, you see them more in women. And I'm, and it's because I think they happen to people who go like, no, everything's good. Everything's I mean, fine. I thought, and your body's like, more. it's not good. Yeah. Stop saying it's good. Everything's very bad. Your, your body's like, all right, cool. Well, if, if, if everything's not good, then I'm just going to make it not good. Yeah. It's just like, it's like you have to let the emotions out properly. Yeah. And, and spiraling in anxiety is not proper. You know, it's normal. Mm-hmm. It happens to all of us. But it's like there's so many like bad, you know, mental health habits we've all picked up that absolutely bleed into our body. Yeah. You guys, this was one of our deeper. Yeah, we abandoned talking about Infinity Wars to talk about our gut biome. And (laughs) how sad do you get? This is what people really come to Two Filthy Nerds for. Listen, you guys, if you've listened to all of this, we've we've been at this now for uh, a hot minute. We could have done the episode. Um, we could have done the episode, but this was brain capacity wise a this lot was easier. Better. Yeah, this was easier. Just um, talking. 
and it also uh it's very like um I don't know, this felt therapeutic for me. Yeah. This was nice. It was, it was nice to like hear like, you know, how your therapist has helped you and what you've learned. And how has your therapist helped you? I mean, my therapist really is my sponsor at this point. Um, and my sponsors helped me a lot um, as far as like boundaries, being being able to identify like bad patterns I have. Like I have an eject button. Like when I'm mad and I'm, and I'm you know, uh, I feel wronged to the point where like I'm done. I will like hit an eject button and just leave. Like completely sever a relationship. Done. Yep. Um, and I didn't realize that I was like that. And then she was like, you did it again. And I was like, I did. Oh, I did. Um, you so that's ejecting on me. You got another thing coming. Um, <laughs> you go eject over there. I'm ejecting. You've been ejecting on me all night. With your fucking. <laughs> oh. When I feel like, if you feel slighted, you're like not you're even, out, not you're even my, slighted. It's like, are you my grandpa it, who just kept disowning people? Hilarious. You're out of the will. When I feel like someone doesn't appreciate one of the the. I I very much, as you know, like I take being a friend very seriously. I love, I think being a friend is such like- Such a funny sentence. Such a fucking honor. I take honor. being a friend very, very seriously. Serious. Wow, that sounds like a blast. Um, uh, <laughs> I uh, am your friend. Take it seriously. That's what I'm looking for. Someone to take friendship seriously with. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so if I feel like if you don't, if you don't see me- uh, as a as a friend, as someone who's like just full of love and just like is like trying to like help and be there like the best I can. Yeah, I fuck up. Everybody fucks up. But like, you know, it's like that is the one thing where I'm like, yeah, I take a lot of pride in how much I I do my best to be loving and supportive of my friends. And, uh, you know, like in the in the instances of like the eject button I've used, it's been like, oh well, you don't get me. Like if if you don't if you don't see me as like a as like a friend who is going to be like on your side and fight for you, then we're done. Then bye, I gotta go. That's interesting because that is a little like I get it, and then there's a little of me that's like, but well, that's kind of trying to control people's perception of you too. If you don't see me the way I want to be seen, which you can't control, I but I don't I don't I, it's not a. It's not that they're seeing me. They're not like appreciating your friendship. Is that what you mean? I I can't even. It's just this feeling I get. It's a feeling I get when I feel like I'm like, oh, you fundamentally just don't appreciate me. But are there things that set it off, or do you just go like, they didn't email me? Back. No, oh no, it's it's it. You it doesn't just like it's not like I just wake up and I'm like, well, we're done. I it's, have that feeling. It, it's a it comes with a conversation, and then then I just walk away. Then I'm just a uh, okay, bye. Just got to go. Bye. Do you ever talk through the like, it feels like, do you ever say it feels like you don't think that I'm trying to support you or you don't? By the way, this is me. This me talking this out with you is me realizing like what it is. Like, I've never thought of it this deeply. And look at that. Podcasts will change the world. <laughs> Reading rainbow. I'm just kidding. Um, but Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, so my, my therapist is my uh, sponsor at this is, point. Are you looking for a therapist as well? Like, is that something you're... I, I have I have looked at a bunch of different therapists. The problem is, is the therapists who are in my uh, income bracket or level of experience, um, they're always younger therapists. And I went to a shrink years ago and the shrink was like, you're going to have a very hard time finding a therapist that works well with you. Cause he's like, you are it's a horrifying. Thing he's like, he's like you, say. he's like, you are capable of Jedi mind tricks. He's like, and anyone who's a bad therapist, anyone who has, doesn't have enough experience in therapy is probably not going to see it. He's like, you got to find somebody who's been, been around the block a couple of times. And yeah, I, but just, you, I think you also have to hit a point where you're like, I'm going to be honest with my therapist. I don't know that I'm not. I don't, it's not a, it's not a not honest thing. It's a, I need someone to push me farther than I'm already going. Cause I've just been doing therapy. I was in therapy from seven to 32. Yeah, but are and you, now I'm 34. And this is a totally normal thing that people do. You're a very image conscious person. That's not a weird thing to say. You're very aware of how you hope people see you. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't try to control a therapist's perception of you or it won't work. No, it's not a... It, like the things you go, I don't want to tell my therapist that. Which everyone oh, has I'll, I'll tell my therapist everything. That's, that's not even the problem. It's just that I don't think... It's a, it's a, I need someone who's going to call me on my shit kind of thing. And I don't think... Do I you think, think your ego does like backflips so that you don't even see your shit sometimes? 
Maybe, yeah. Because I think that was a big thing with me with the 10-day meditation, which I don't know if I would have gotten to a few things had I not had nothing else to do, but eventually like just get into the layers. But there were things where I went, uh, like it was enough time, which who has that kind of fucking time? But to go, uh, because our our egos exist to protect us, to make yeah. us feel like it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> your e- That's all your ego does. It goes, it wasn't us. We're fine. It's funny. I'm I'm usually like, it wasn't me. And then when I realize it was me, then I go into this whole other level of... Um, because it's very hard to look yeah, at like yeah. your flaws. <laughs> and then once you see them, you're like, oh yeah, it's a whole fuck man therapy. And then sometimes it's easy to like revert back to like, I'm just going to ignore the fact that I realized it wasn't me. And... Being dumped by a therapist that said it's not you, it's your mom. Yo, I had a therapist once say that to me. I had a therapist who I saw for from 22 to 32. I saw for 10 years straight. I remember at one point I was like, for years, I she'd never met my mom. And then one time she met my mom. And then our first session after she had met my mom, she goes, you know, Nicole, I want to apologize to you. Because for so long, anytime you told me stories about your mom, I was listening to you and I was like, she can't be that bad. She can't be that bad. You know, she can't be as bad as this. This person can't be as bad as who Nicole is painting her out to be. She's like, and then I met your mom and I realized you aren't even coming close to how bad she is. Wow. And my therapist was like, she absolutely denies who you are and what you are. This was after at, 10 years? This was, no, uh, this was. Or this was early on. This was uh, five years into. That would have been, I would have been, I would have been like, you, I've just been paying you and you don't believe what no, I'm No, no, no. She was, you? it's, she's. Eject. She was saying, I believed you, but I didn't think it was as bad as you were. Perhaps you were exaggerating it in your head. Wow. And then she's like, she's like, no, 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 no. You were under, you were underestimating and under describing. She's like, she's like, I have never seen anyone who can just sit in the same room as another person and completely just bowl over everything they think and feel like it's not even being said. And I was like, cool. And I remember I had a therapist growing up. Um, who I saw from seven to 18. And at one point in therapy, we're just sitting there and he was like, all right, well, I guess, uh, I guess we'll just wait till your mom gets here. And I was like, but I have, you know, like 20, 30 more minutes. And he's like, he's like, honestly, he's like, I can't really do much unless your mom participates in this too. Cause. Cause it's not you. you. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's your mom. And it was just like, what's he going to, he can't, make my mom appear at therapy and go to therapy. And my mom would not go to therapy at all. Never. Not once. That's wild. She my sent mom, my dad to therapy too. My mom sent my dad oh, to- Oh, everyone else needs to go to yeah, therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone in my family went to therapy except for her. Go to therapy to learn how to deal with me because I'm not going to therapy. Uh-huh. She wow. went. She sent my dad to um, marriage counts, marriage counseling alone. alone. Uh-huh. That's not how that works. Yeah. He also slept in a room alone too. My parents never slept in the same bedroom my whole life. That's wild. Yeah. I my remember- mom's like, Harold, I'm going to need you to participate in the marriage. But me, no. My mom- I mean, at least attempted to believe in therapy. Probably could have done without the one time my mom started hanging out with me going like, we're going to hang out more. My therapist says I have to spend time with you. And I was like, wow, thank you, mother. That's so exciting. Can't wait to spend time together. Yeah. Because your therapist was like, have you tried spending time with your daughter? Have you tried maybe, I don't know, giving her five minutes of your life? Showing up and being a, a mother figure in some capacity, even if it's just momentarily. <laughs> yeah, and I, was I like, mean, that's wild. I think maybe you were like not supposed to tell me that's yeah. what, I think you were just supposed to maybe spend the time with me, but yeah, I didn't need to. All right, let's party. go to mini golf. But at the same time, was there part of your brain that was just like, oh, well, at least someone else sees it. I don't even know. Like I felt so relieved when my therapist was like. Oh yeah, because you're like, I'm not. I'm not crazy. crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. When someone goes, that's also because I was gaslit so much of my childhood by my mother because she's mentally ill. So much of the work I've done as an adult in therapy is saying things and going, I think I'm crazy because I think this or because this happened and and getting that validation of like, that's so many of the things that for years I was like, this is crazy. Like I really thought for so long I was a crazy person. And the amount of things that a therapist has gone, that's totally normal. That's yeah. like a, that's the most normal thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Your joke about, like the craziest your joke about, thing about me is your that joke about, I think I'm crazy. You have a joke about that. Um, yeah, I do. Don't I? Oh, the, yeah, you the, joke the depressed about, one. The, yeah. Where I went, oh, that's a normal response. You've had a horrible life. Yeah. Well, that's because I went for like depression and yeah, she's like, you're not depressed. You've had a terrible life. And it's like, what? Yeah. That, that actually, I mean, I did end up attempting to kill myself not long after that, but, uh, <laughs> You're like, well, the therapist said so. 
But that was mind blowing to me because my mom like shoved me on antidepressants in high school. She like sent me to a psychiatrist and they just put me on Paxil and I sweated and I hated it. I had, I had, I did Paxil. And like, I just had identified Uh as I'm, I have depression. Yeah. And having a therapist go, no, you have very severe PTSD. You're traumatized. Yeah. This isn't depression. You were hurt. Yeah. Which like, and that's what we do is like, there is a real chemical, nothing has gone wrong, but people have chemical imbalanced depression. And that needs to be treated a, a different way than you have been grieving and you are traumatized yeah. and like you have not been allowed to deal with your pain. And that's just a whole conversation. That's a whole nother. So I'm trying to deal with all that pain. Well, on that note, you guys, if you enjoyed this, wait until next week when we actually talk about Marvel. Yeah, we're going to, guys, we are going to bat in the hatches and uh, I'm probably going to just rewatch uh, Avengers Infinity War. I think War. I need to because yeah, we took too long. We took way too long. And it's because we had too many things going on. But That's we, our bad, you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's just, unfortunately, you guys, uh, our our lives are, fortunately, guys, very fortunately. Fortunate. This was, I'll say this, this whole podcast, it started as, very beginning, it was us, just for 20 minutes a week. a week. Yeah. Sometimes quick it would bitch. go longer. Quick bitch. Then when we locked down, we were like, this is going to get depressing fast. We need a theme. Yeah. And the theme was sustainable when we had nothing to do. Yeah. Also. And now it's real hard. Could not be more grateful that I got to do Harry Potter with you. And Indiana Jones. And live with you during what will be the most memorable thing in our lives. Have some hope, for God's sake. Most memorable, horrible thing. The pandemic. How good was your life? The pa- you, So gonna- I had the same conversation with Andy where I was like, oh, it took me like five months into pandemic to go, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, this is, it was pretty It's, fucking- def- it's definitely a trauma, for yeah. sure. But- I, I mean, it's something I will remember forever. It doesn't help that our dads also died in the course of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, my dad trauma thing. came much earlier. Yeah. Initially. I mean, my dad's, my dad trauma, trauma was just was a slow was train. Ongoing. Just a slow 18-year train. Shoot. Um, it's, shoot. Shoot. it's just. Um, uh, so sad. Oh, now we're both going to cry. Okay. Anyhow. We, no, but like, what a blessing that we got to do this. We have such a cool group of fans, patrons. It was unique. When would we have been able to like take that yeah. much time to literally go through and read all those books? Yeah, never. That never would have happened otherwise. And it sucks that it's getting scattered. We're not as regular as we were when we didn't have our it's lives. It's like now our periods are irregular. Yeah, well. My period never stopped being regular. Frankly, I wish the doctor who's supposed to get back to me about PCOS would call me back, but Cedar Sinai just refuses to get on top of their shit. Anyway. I don't even want to get started on all this. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so thank you guys. Thank you for bearing with us as we sloppily get through the end of phase three and figure out where the road takes us from there. Where we are going, we don't need roads. But maybe we- there'll be another pandemic and we'll be able to do this more. Fingers crossed. Get the the momentum. I love how you're like fingers crossed. Your fingers are always crossed. Yeah, I know. It's it is a thing that I uh, joke about. Instead of saying fingers crossed, you're like rheumatoid arthritis. (laughs) Fuck! I came up with a really good joke about it the other day, and I don't remember what it was. Oh well, it'll come back to me, or I'll die. Who cares? We will see you next time. We'll see you. you. We'll see you when we see you, and we love you dearly. Goodbye. Love you to say. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production.